And this is such an appropriate gospel for having all of our seminarians here because it talks about getting beaten for doing the wrong thing. And that's, that's usually my gospel justification for how I run my seminarians. So it's, it's a gift to have you with them. They're not laughing because they know it's true. That's the, the sad part. No, but it is all about keeping vigilance. And that, to me, is the highest call of the priesthood. And I really want to speak to my seminarians, my brother seminarians, and uh, my brother Deacon Nelson, who has been with me all summer, will be ordained a priest. This is the future of our diocese. What you're looking at is the future of your priests. We'll baptize your children, give you Holy Communion, forgive your sins, bury you in the earth someday. We all have a great high calling. And I think that high calling really comes down to vigilance in our life. Because there's two ways that we can go through this world. The way of sedation or the way of sacrifice. And I think it's the principal goal of the evil one and of the world, of our fallen nature, to sedate ourselves so we don't have to deal with the pain of reality. To be awake, to be vigilant, comes with a cost. And it's a cost that comes through sacrifice. Being willing to experience the reality of my feelings, of my sufferings, of my unfulfilled desires. And that is the highest call of consecrated life. To remain in a restless heart. And while we're on that topic, I just got a call right before Mass from another brother seminary who couldn't be with us right now. is Monico. And he's with Deacon Tim in Rome. He just found out this morning that his mother died in Mexico. Young man in his early 20s. What was so beautiful to me was his faith in the midst of it. He said, the the church is my mother now. The church will take care of me. And I thank my mother for the faith that she passed on to me to put me where I met. But that suffering that he experiences, that he's going through right now, is making him more vigilant for his vocation. Living for heaven. Because now his treasure is up there with his mother. And that's what has to happen to all of us in our suffering. I remember when I first went into seminary, the hardest time of seminary is the middle of the night. What I found in myself and my closest friends. Because before you wake up in the middle of the night and you feel just... I have to worry about this test, this job, making money. But then in the back of our minds would be like, but I still got my girl. I still have this relationship to fall back on. And one of the deepest places of loneliness that you experience when you go to seminary is that time when you're away from home, away from family, away from friends, and you wake up in the middle of the night and you realize that you're just waking up to a bunch of other dudes that next morning. That is not a consoling thought by any means. And it is hard to go back to sleep once that realization sets in. Right? But that's the principle call that we have. To enter into the unrest of Jesus Christ. Because it's in that unrest that we become vigilant to live for eternity. We have to love heaven more than earth or we will not make the proper sacrifices when push comes to shove, to live for eternity. The the goal of the evil one is to sedate us, to make us comfortable. That's how all tyrannies 
all dictatorships come about in countries, especially through communism, is the more that they give us permission to just gratify our senses and sedate us, then they have control over us. Because we won't be willing to let go of the comfort. But a priest and a seminarian is called to walk into that discomfort so that we have nothing tying us down to this world. So then when we are confronted with the evil one, we can say, you can take my life because my heart is already in heaven with our Lord. There's this one beautiful scene where it says the would-be followers of Jesus Christ in the Gospel of Matthew. And it's one man runs up to him and says, Lord, Lord, I will follow you anywhere you go. And Jesus responds to him, the birds in the air, air have their nests and the foxes have their dens. But the Son of Man has nowhere to rest his head. What he was asking him, are you willing to enter into my unrest? Are you willing to live with unfulfilled desires that keep you awake, that keep you vigilant, and keep you in pain so that you are longing for heaven? Because that is the only way we will ever be true to our vocation. We have to live out what St. Augustine said is true for all of us. You made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. And the hardest thing that we have to com- compete with in this life is to remain in the restlessness of this life. Because all of sin is a seeking to content our hearts, our bodies, so that we don't have to deal with the pain that comes with being vigilant. It was interesting, when Israel invaded Palestine years ago, the first thing that they did, they went to the TV towers, the media towers. And you know what they did? They didn't put out propaganda for Israel. They didn't try to like put on cartoons or anything. They didn't even try to shut it off. They ended up putting pornography throughout all of the local televisions for Palestinians. Why would you do that? What would be the point of putting pornography throughout a whole region that you're trying to conquer? It's to hate them. Because men who are stuck behind a TV just gratifying their own flesh will not stand up and fight to protect and walk into suffering. We must all learn to walk into the suffering of our own self, of our own hearts, of our own fallen flesh, before we can walk into the suffering of this world to help redeem others. I never understood why we had to be so lonely to follow Jesus Christ. The deepest pain that we experience as priests and seminarians is the loneliness that comes with following our goal. I understood it in a way I never did before when a young woman called me. She was a mother of seven children by the age of 31, and her husband had died in a tragic drowning accident. Seven children, age 31. And the most amazing thing that I realized in that is we were able to communicate with one another. I understood the pain that she was going through, waking up alone without her husband, because I had already passed through that suffering day after day after day in seminary. 
we must willingly walk into loneliness and the sufferings of life vigilant so that when other people encounter that same suffering in their life, we know how to walk them through it. And that is the highest calling that we have as priests. To be okay with the pain that comes with following Jesus Christ. And that is why celibacy is so essential. Why am I talking about all this? Because I'm going through my own crisis. I'm trying to work through it and publicly. It's probably not the most. I'm joking. We get through that earlier. But the biggest reason why most people do not go into the priesthood or do not even take the time to discern is they, I cannot live without marriage. I cannot live without my partner. It's, and who can blame them? We're all naturally called to marriage. But celibacy is the greatest suffering that a young man and a young woman entering into the service of the Lord have to encounter in their life. And what celibacy does is it turns you on completely because you have nothing to sedate yourself with. You become hyper-vigilant. You're like a, one of those crazy child toys that you can't shut off. You're banging it all over the place and it just keeps going off and you're just driving you nuts. It's that that's in your body and your mind, but all the time. And that's something we have to deal with. But it's that pain that keeps us vigilant. It's that pain that awakens us to follow our Lord. And ask, are we willing to enter into his unrest so that we can be watchmen and guides for our people? So I really want us to consider the question, where are the places that I go to sedate myself? Where am I, where am I tempted to go to quiet my mind, to quiet my body, to just check out of the world? Because that's where, usually where the evil one or my fallen flesh or the world is going to quiet me down and slowly put me to sleep. Every time St. Paul talks about following Jesus Christ, what it means, he uses the word awaken. You must awake, O sleeper, and follow Jesus Christ, your Lord. How many people enjoy waking up by way of hand? Who, who likes waking up more than going to sleep? Only a farmer raises his hand, obviously. So, It's really hard to wake up, right? It's really hard when we begin to follow Jesus Christ. It's much easier to slowly fall into sedation. So where are the places, whether it's television, whether it's social media, food or alcohol, where are the places that I go to sedate myself because I don't want to deal with my unfulfilled desires. Because that's where the devil is trying to put us to sleep. And that's where we become slaves to our flesh. And once we become slaves to our flesh, we become slaves to others. And then little by little, we become slaves to tyrannies. And where are the, what are the things that I'm doing? Either the sufferings that happen to me or the sacrifices that I'm making that wake me up that make me vigilant. It's painful. Like it's painful to stop and have to pray rosary. It's painful to have to listen to a 30-minute homily that just keeps going. It's painful to have to go to church. It's painful at times to have to do Bible studies. It's very painful to go to seminary. But it's that pain that awakens us up to be vigilant in fighting for our Lord. 
So what are the things in my life that I am doing where the Lord is allowed to happen in my life that has brought me to a new level of vigilance? In the end, for us priests, we must always keep our eyes on the crucified Lord and on the sacrifice that we ourselves are called to offer on this altar. Bishop Fulton Sheen once said, the greatest temptation of a priest is to become a parasite on the body of Christ. A parasite is one that takes life from an organism without giving anything back. We must become worthy to offer the sacrifice of Jesus Christ to transform bread and wine into his own body and blood. And we only do that to the degree that we can say with him, truly from the depths of our hearts, this is my body given up for you. I offer the Lord's body, and with that sacrifice, I offer my own body to the Lord. I ask you all, pray for me. Pray for my brother, Deacon Nelson, who will be ordained next year. Pray for your future priests in these seminarians that we might be willing and receive the grace to respond to the calling to enter into that unrest, to enter into the pain of reality and offer our bodies as living sacrifices to God and to his people. In the end, that is the essence of every one of our calls.